Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you inky savages are joining us here for episode number 182 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. So today I want to talk about a pen that I can't show you while I'm recording this because it is green and due to the fact that Tom and I both use green screens, it'll just key out, meaning it'll look invisible. So I'll add screenshots later, but you'll see what pen it is that I'm talking about. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because it's so reliable. And believe it or not, it's not a pen from any one of my sponsors. I mean, it's sold by Goldspot, but it's not a pen from luxury brands. It's not a pen that Goldspot owns. It is, however, a pen that I left filled with ink and capped. I have to say, for maybe over a year. I, I don't even remember the last time that I used said pen because I had lost it. I actually lost it. It was buried under a bunch of stuff. And when I recovered it, I'm like, holy cow, let's see if I can sign this Rakuten check that I got with it. Oh, yeah. A whole whopping $1.98 from Rakuten. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I used Rakuten for the first time, and you get money back. It's kind of cool, but sometimes... Did you get any sign-up bonus? No? Like, by no. getting it from... Oh, no. You missed out. You missed out, because you get, like, Please a don't good tell amount. me that I missed out on stuff after you missed out I on like, done it. I think, I think when I signed up, so I signed up, I used one of my co-workers' referral links, uh -huh. and... She ended up getting money, and then really? I ended up getting money because it was like it was like another like twenty or thirty bucks on top of it. Oh wow! Sorry, it's always good to know that I lose out on stuff. But anyway, <laughs> like I said, I want to talk about this pen, but I'm not going to talk about it during the sponsorships because it's not. It's not. It will be. The... It will be the main course of yeah, this it's gonna delicious be podcast. The sponsorship reads, and I, yes. you know, it is sold by Goldspot. I so can't wait to I see what it is because you're teasing it so much. I do like the fact that I am teasing it. And I want people to stick around for the rest of the episode so that way they can hear what let's, it is let's, that I'm talking about. Let's do it the whole entire way through and not say what it is until the end. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I don't, uh, I, I'm not prepared to speak like that. Right? <laughs> but I will describe. You can describe everything else about the pen, but you just can't identify what it is. I do think that people will figure it out. But before mm. we get started with that, I just want to thank everybody for just hitting up the affiliate link in the description below and making your purchases at Goldspot Pens using the affiliate link. By doing so, you are helping out the Pentertainment Podcast. You guys have been active on it. I love you guys and I truly appreciate it because sometimes doing stuff like buying lighting equipment and microphone stands and products and stuff like that to talk about and coming up with all kinds of stuff. Sometimes that stuff costs money and sometimes you're married to a very financially intelligent wife who doesn't let you spend money on whatever you want. So you don't end up with lots of toys and no home. So <laughs> that would be my situation. So by you guys helping out the Pentertainment Studios by using the affiliate link, it makes a huge difference, and I really do appreciate it. But while you're using that affiliate link, since you're helping me out, I want to help you out. Make sure you use coupon code TITANIUM 
at checkout to score yourself an additional discount on most of the products on the Goldspot website with some exclusions applying. Some of those exclusions will be listed in the description below. Next is our good friends over at Luxury Brands of America. So Bryce has updated the sponsorship read for Luxury Brands of America, and I'm really excited about it. It's coming from a brand that everybody knows and loves when it comes to notebooks and papers, right? For example, the Odd Oinks wonderful endless recorder with all these ink pages in it and stuff. It's pretty cool. Endless Recorder has done a very fantastic job at making excellent products at affordable and accessible prices. And coming up are ink bottles that just got more exciting. Endless is introducing the new Acclamy Fountain Pen Ink Collection, again, from Endless Stationery. With their fun-shaped bottle and a double-sided base, you can either play with your ink bottle on your desk or flip the cork base over to stand the bottle upright to fill your favorite pen. I don't, I don't understand what that means. I have to look at the picture. <laughs> so, right. So the picture will show you, uh, it, it kind of looks like a chemistry flask. So right. just before, before you get tore up in the comments, Roy, it, it's pronounced alchemy. What did I say? Acclimy, like getting acclimated to, I don't oh. know what... I don't Alchemy. know what you were going for, but it's okay. Let them tear me up. I enjoy yeah. it. They can. <laughs> I'm stupid. I never claim to be intelligent. But I can it, barely the, read. So, so the bottle kind of reminds me a little bit of the the Soyuz capsule that what's that? Would, the like the ast the astronaut capsule that this like let's say floats down from like when they detach from the space station and they oh come how back astronauts down to Earth. return. So it kind of looks it looks like a flask slash space capsule it's it, it kind of it gives me vibes of ferris wheel press if you've ever seen their ink bottles because it's very like elaborate packaging uh mystical and magical and embodies all of those characteristics um but what really the so it's it's kind of a little bit more functional i guess in the alchemy set because of this cork base that you were just referring to the cork yeah. base it kind of works with the bottle because the one side is just kind of flat and then the other side has a divot in it so that mm -hmm. way the bottle then sits flat on the table and but on the other side you could turn it over and on the flat side because of the bottle's unique shape it would then tilt to one side which would then make it easier in theory because i've not physically use these ink bottles yet but in theory it'd be easier to access the ink in the bottle because it's now tipped to one side and you could kind of stabilize it and be able to put your pen in there as deep as you need to to then get the ink i don't see the ferris wheel press connection i mean they are both i say avant-garde in their design and in that mm -hmm. sense yes i can see why you would say that but the ferris wheel press i remember the first ink bottle that came out. It was a really cute ball with yep. like the screw cap and it looked like a fragmentation grenade. This one actually <laughs> looks like, like you said, the space capsule that drops down when astronauts are returning to earth and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. So check out the acclimate inks. I really think that this is really cool with their fun shaped bottle and double sided base. I see what it, now I, now it makes sense. Well, mm -hmm. let me read the rest of this, right? Yeah. Each bottle comes with a story of inspiration of the 
alchemist is that right alchemist's ability to okay. wield yep. each ink did i pronounce that right yes all right i got good words <laughs> come with us on a journey to discover the new world of alchemy alchemy inks from endless stationery all of the endless alchemy inks are suitable for use in fountain pens and dip pens well that well that that's Should good to know so. being that it's <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's so much other things about it. It's just like, oh, by the way, they're not suitable for fountain pens or dip pens. They're just right. Can you imagine? It's just this ink that looks right. Just no, no, no. It is suitable for fountain pens, even though it uses the word alchemy. There is no chemicals in it that will cause anybody to turn into a frog or, Mm. you know, change people into animals or put princesses to sleep or anything like that. So don't worry Mm. about that. It is totally functional as ink. And please, again, once again, every time you purchase the new limited edition Rainforest Retro 51 Luxury Brands Exclusive, a portion of the proceeds from the purchase of this pen will be donated to the Rainforest Trust to help protect endangered animals and landscapes around the world. And I think that is a noble cause. So go to LuxuryBrandsUSA.com slash product slash Retro 51 and pick up your Rainforest rollerball pen it's got a cute frog on the finial it's got some nice nice brushed furniture on it and i really do enjoy the look of all the leaves and stuff around it it's really sweet i think it's worth i think it's worth it's it's worth the cost especially considering that it has a multi-function it writes it makes you feel happy and it donates to the rainforest trust and i think that's great Okay, that's all we have for sponsorships for this week's episode of the Pentertainment Podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. All right, so I was talking about a pen that I had just had a, a very happy experience with and like i said i can't really just lift it up because it'll just get keyed out with the green screen more than likely and we're just not going to talk about the actual identity of the pen until much, no much later. i so what i'm going to do is when i do editing i'm going to overlay this with photos of the pen and stuff like that so people will already know what it is but i'm talking about the twisby eco i have a green oh. one because as you know my favorite color is green it's just I find that wearing green colors, like as a shirt or pants, it's not very functional. It doesn't really look right, right? Because well, everybody's the, dressed the professionally. for the purposes of this podcast, I think that because of the fact that we use green screens, it kind of yeah. contradicts, works against your love of green when it comes to Ex- pens. Exactly. And, and didn't I have to have you change your shirt last week because you were wearing green? Yes. I, well, that was, I think, two weeks ago. I had on one of my Christmas t-shirts that was more of a good match with this green. And then right. you were like, hey, that you're going to end up getting keyed out. It's just going to be a talking <laughs> head. So. Right. It's like an invisible, invisible body. But so here's mm-hmm. the story with the Twisby Eco. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say, I certainly do appreciate the brand and I appreciate the product that they put out. And they stay true to what they do what they claim their mission was since the beginning till now right so they wanted 
these filling mechanisms that were always found on more expensive pens to be more accessible to people who don't want to spend six, seven hundred dollars or three hundred dollars on a fountain pen with a piston filler or vacuum filler, etc. Mm-hmm. They haven't really deviated from that except for certain acrylic special editions. But at the same right. time, those acrylic special editions didn't break the bank either, right? I remember there was a green acrylic, I think it was a, a piston filler. I don't and, think there's been a Twisby that is over two hundred dollars in retail right. price. No, where I think where I think that they held true to their mission statement, for lack of a better word, or their mandate was to offer accessible pricing. So I do appreciate right. Twisby for that, even though I think the owner treats his retailers and everybody like shit, and he's an asshole. That has that says nothing about the the product speaking specifically narrowly about the product the product is good and mm-hmm. i can tell you why the product is good is because as i said earlier i actually lost my twisby eco somewhere in my office room at home where i record this stuff i couldn't find it i, I literally just could not find the fucking pen were you actually I don't looking remember. for it did you even realize that you lost it or it just kind of got shuffled in the thing and you just no just for the last last i can't remember how many months it, it had to have been almost a year i'm like well where the fuck did i put this thing and then i just like i'll look for it later and i procrastinate and then forget to look for it and whatnot mm-hmm. so today i accidentally found it and i had my first check from rakuten for a dollar <laughs> 98 and i'm like you know what let me sign it let me try what happens? Let me see what happens with this Twisby Eco that I filled, God knows when, with green ink that I'm not even sure what green ink it is Non-descript anymore. Non-descript green ink, yeah. Right. But the thing is, the pen was still full. Okay. So I'm like, I, I, it, it's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. Let me see if this thing will write as soon as I uncap it. Guess what? It fucking did. It nice. did. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this thing, this thing is pretty awesome pretty reliable you got pretty lucky though because i mean you have cats and yeah, you had four a fully filled fountain pen somewhere and you didn't know where it was and oh it, it was even... inaccessible to the cats though oh i was gonna say though but like if you did but the thing is you didn't know it was not accessible to them though like they could have just they could have just picked it out somewhere decided to start chewing on it and all of a sudden you would just see this green murder scene somewhere right. in your house and be like yeah oh that's where the twisby eco went <laughs> yeah i mean that, that when you say that it reminds me of when bryce had sent me a whole bunch of bottles of blue inks and and notebooks to unbox and talk about during the podcast and then i remember mo my ups regular guy he calls me and he's like dude i have this package for you but it's it, <laughs> it must have been leaking or something leaking. he's like there's blue ink all over the inside of my truck. He's like, oh, it's no. like, it's like, it's like a Smurf murder scene over here. It's like somebody <laughs> murdered a Smurf. I'm like, that's hilarious. But yeah, going back to the Twisby Eco, I have to say, this is a pretty awesome pen for what is it, thirty three bucks. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's one of those pens that do not apply for the titanium discount on the affiliate oh, link no. or no. directly at the Gold Spot. Website because then then that's it. If it did, Twisby's yeah, yeah. Twisby would cut you off. Get the yank. That's it. Yeah, it's done. And then he'd call up, call up Kieran, 
the lovely lady who owns Goldspot and scream at her and stuff. And you know what the thing is, though? I love Kieran because she's so, like, even-keeled and gentle and soft and lovely. If he's calling screaming at her, she'll be like, listen, I understand you're upset, but you can't speak Mm. to me that way. She's such a good person because I'm telling you right now, if someone called me up screaming at me the way he screams at his retailers, I would be like, listen, you're a fucking asshole. And if you want to talk to me like that, we can meet face to face and then you can talk to me like that. And then I'll, and then you'll learn the lesson never to fucking talk to people that way. Yeah. Well, next time that does happen, which we all just have a feeling that eventually it will, we are, I, we will politely say we are recording this for posterity purposes and Mm -hmm. just see what happens. Are you, I wonder... I wonder what the law in New Jersey is, because you're in New Jersey, is when it comes to recording, right? Because right? in New York State, it's a one-party state, meaning that meaning like, let's say I call you up with the intent to get you to say something that is going to incriminate you in court, right? So a lot of people think that because I don't inform you that it's being recorded in New York State, that it would be inadmissible in criminal court, which is actually not true because New York State is what's called a one-party state. That means as long as one party of the two know that it's being recorded, you don't have to inform them. That's New York State. I wonder what it is in New Jersey. Other, well, you know, states less, are all different. More or less, my thing would have been, well, you know, because of the fact that it's it's been talked about, few people have, have mentioned it, not only here, but there's also other people have, have talked about it on the internet uh, one of which i know that there's a blog post about it. i think it's about pen revolution i think kevin had mm-hmm. mentioned something about it um yeah. that this is not just like a one-off incident or something right, that right. we could just yeah so so this would be something of like of like being able to at least have record of it and uh and but then but then again at the same time i think that just to make him aware of how he carries himself is to say, hey, guess what? We're going to be recording this conversation, and then maybe that might change the the tenor of it. You know that he wouldn't. But necessarily what would be the purpose of rec- what would be the person purpose of recording it? Like a future lawsuit, civil in Possibly. nature, or or right. just or just at least being able to. I don't know, leverage maybe. I don't know something like mm-hmm. that. But, I don't think he would give a shit. There's no criminality so in talking either. to someone like they're a piece of shit. You can talk to people like they're pieces of shit all the time. There's no yeah. criminality. And there's no damages when it comes to a civil suit unless it's defamation of character that you can actually show based on preponderance of the evidence that there was, in fact, damages caused because of his statements, which you can't do if you're having a one-on-one conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like if he went around saying, oh, yeah, gold spot, they, they, they put puppies and kittens in blenders and and drink them as like kitten puppy smoothies and then people believe it and then they stop shopping that would be a pretty good case for defamation in terms of a civil suit but i don't think he would say something like that or publicize something like that he's pretty quiet when it comes to public appearance and when it comes to you know going places and you know, it would be great if he did, right? Like, can you imagine the the difference of public opinion of the brand, right? Like, let me give well, you I an think, example. I think already, just, I mean, I kind of see it still, it, like, every single new release, 
you know, people are always talking about a retailers and, and also people on social media buying into it and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, even there was a, there was a new 580 ALR in black. You see, you see people posting about it. Every, every new release gets talked about. People show their collections of ecos and stuff. So, you know, I think that the opinion of the brand is still pretty strong. Right. Um, I mean, I, like I said, yeah. My opinion of the brand is the brand is a fucking savage. I like yeah. I said, I don't I lost this pen for an undisclosed amount of time, at least possibly up to a year, maybe even more, I don't know. And <laughs> it wrote and it still had ink in it. Name another pen that you know of that if you left for a year anywhere, forgot about it, that it would still have ink in it and it would still write. Name one other pen that you can think of. The Platinum 3776. I don't know about that, man. I know that they make that well, claim. And then... Adam, Adam had tested it, and it worked. That's out true. Well. He did, but my experience is not as consistent as Adam's experience. Adam, Adam, just by the way, for anybody that's listening, is Adam is an ink, an ink guy on YouTube. Right. So I want to see if my coffee mug gets keyed out. And right now, if it does get keyed <laughs> out, my face is going to disappear as I take a sip. I think it's like a British racing. <sighs> type green that you have there so i don't think it yeah matches with that key lime type of green that we got going the right green. right wouldn't this be considered kelly green more than anything possibly else? yeah yeah but so. anyway as i was saying my opinion of the brand stands as very high right mm-hmm. so like i think he is not that great of a guy the owner of twisby but i think his brand is fantastic which is kind of like the reverse of like his direct competitor Narwhal, right I think I think Frank is a great guy, but I think his brand is taking like a deviating from his original mission statement with this whole like Yurushi narwhal pens and you know, I like narwhal pens, right? I like mm-hmm. the idea of the price being low and accessible. But then he starts going and doing things that are kind of beyond his reach or it's kind of like like I'm a hundred scaled. You're, you're saying like scaled upwards beyond. So, so that's why I think yeah. it's a little bit different than you know because they're not they're the both Twisby and Nar, Narwhal are not competing. I mean they are they still are kind of competing in that level because you have the original plus is like a fifty five dollar pen. It's a vacuum fill fifty five dollar pen. Right. Uh, you have the school kill, which is also another like it's around like the sixty seventy dollar mark. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of the pens now nowadays that narwhal produces a lot of the limited editions are the nautiluses or the voyage vacations the ones right. that are 160 190 dollars with also then including what we were talking about last week the ikakus which is a sub brand that's kind of like the namiki to the pilot sort of thing where it's you know you got mm-hmm. the rushi treatment gold dibs the whole nine yards and that's a lot different than what twisby it right. was, has been so- doing and it's a lot more th- of a rapid evolution, too. I think I think that makes complete and total sense, and I agree with you. What I was thinking was there were kind of parallels between Twisby and Narwhal when Twisby and mm-hmm. Narwhal first started, right? At first, Narwhal started with these inexpensive acrylic pens that had piston-filling mechanisms mm-hmm. that separated itself from brands like Pen BBS right. with higher-quality piston mechanisms. It had... It stood apart from Pen BBS. I felt like the acrylics were better. I think they were finished better. And 
it was almost like Narwhal was a brand that was Twisby-esque in its mission statement of accessibility. Right. And I understand that there was some beef between Narwhal and Twisby when it came to the whole design of the piston. Twisby claimed that it owned the rights of the piston and all that stuff. And then Narwhal started doing something interesting. They started going with different types of materials, like the diamond cast materials, right? Which nobody owns, obviously. And, you know, it, it, they charged a little bit more. They pushed the envelope and they evolved a little bit more, which I thought was fantastic, right? Because they're separating themselves from the perception that Twisby and Narwhal are parallel brands competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Twisby stayed the course, and then Narwhal started deviating from that course, which I, I'm not saying that's the issue. I'm saying that I think they're stepping into a weight category that they don't belong in, right? Okay. So, like, you're stepping into the Yerushi realm. You're stepping into above $600 realm. I wonder what what do you think what, what's the reason why that they don't necessarily belong in it is it because you feel that they are that they should focus on being more accessible or is it that you just don't feel like the the product is capable of being valued at that level that's what i feel like i feel one? like i feel like they don't <clears throat> particularly have a product that i at least for me can say is worth the cost, right? Okay. Like if you give me the the Arushi Platinum Izumo, okay, they have a long history of making pens and high-end pens, and they've established themselves. They're made in Japan. They're made by artisans. The production of the Narwhal pens is very young, at least from their perspective or, or everybody else's perspective. Who knows who's making them, right? And I think he's pretty tight-lipped at who is making it. He has them sourced, and they're made by a company that makes pens for everybody else. And then he gets them made. They're made well enough. I just don't think they're made well enough for it to be charging close to $800 because you're putting your Rushi lacquer on it. Oh, I did want to, I did want to add um you just reminded me that I had been receiving um some text uh actually no I'm sorry not text of uh, voice messages mm-hmm. from our friend uh pen uh pen friends UK. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, who has guy. a lovely lovely uh English accent. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he was talking to me about Rushi. And I, I had to also as well. So he sent me, he started it, and it brought me back to the episodes we were talking about Bryce leaving voice memos, which he doesn't really do anymore. Oh my um, gosh, yeah. Well, that's uh, because we made fun of him to no end. We, yeah, I think, I think he, <laughs> I think he didn't feel, uh, you know, too confident about doing that anymore. But, it, but like he brought me back. Andrew brought me back to that, and he was talking about, you know, I really think that they do need to be a little bit more like we're talking about. Ikaku or Narwhal needs to be a little mm-hmm. bit more upfront to, um, you know, to really convey the 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 hand uh, made qualities about right. that. Right. So that that's a, that's a thing that's been bothering me. That's really been digging and kicking me in the balls. Is so when when a brand is not transparent about something, right? I I don't care what the price point is. We're not talking about that. 
But if you're telling me something is made of X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. I want you to talk more about it instead of just say it is that, right? Yeah. And I feel like that kind of transparency gains public trust. I think it makes it makes people feel confident in it, right? So like Platinum, Pilot, or Namiki, they are not shy about talking about how much goes into their Yurushi. And there's no reason for them to hold back information. The more they talk about it, the more it makes it look good. But mm -hmm. in this case, there's just such vague information. And I don't know... And listen, I'm not saying it's because Frank is trying to bamboozle anybody. I know the guy. He's a, he's a good, kind-hearted guy. I also think that he's always moving. So he'll just say, all right, this is good. Let's go. Move to the next thing. All right, this is good. Move to the next thing, right? So he's always... He's always active. and Well, he's even active to the point now that he actually is not... I mean, he's still involved with it, but he's mm -hmm. actually working more on Omas mm. than, with, uh, than with Narwhal. So right. Samuel is, is, uh, is more with uh, doing Narwhal as in charge of that uh, aspect of it. And has been for, for several months now, but he's now... But like Frank has uh, transitioned more to doing like Omas stuff. So I appreciate how he is, like, he's got balls, I'll tell you. He he will try everything. He'll, he's, he's got, definitely... like, an endless reserve of hustle. And yeah. to the point yeah. where, to the point where I just, I have seen him sometimes and he just looks, like, worn out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. he's like... He's like he he he's nonstop work, and I respect that because I'm I'm not like that, dude. I I will cry and complain the moment. But he loves it. This is I think this right. is his thing, and he has chosen to be a uh, to be somebody who is a a pen enthusiast for life. That mm. will, you know has has really has put his has laid the groundwork for what I think is going to be a lifelong thing for him. And he's you know he is young. Right, he's, he's you know, very young, and yeah, he's in his in his twenties, and you know has uh, has gone to school, got his uh, masters and stuff, and he mm -hmm. is he is looking to uh, do the pen thing for decades, and, right. and uh, like he and he is wasting no time whatsoever. Right, that's very his, that's certainly pursuit. certainly respectable. But talking about Omas, what what's the story with Omas? I I don't feel like it is true Omas as it was in the past. I feel like the Omas brand, when it shut down, was reborn or resurrected in the form of Scribo. I feel like Scribo is the true Omas. And I feel like the current Omas that that he's working with right. doesn't fit the bill for what Omas used to be. Would you say that that's, am I wrong or in thinking that? Well, I mean, it depends on what you wanted it for, uh, and I and I think that with your assessment there, I still feel that what Luca uh, Baglione, uh, who his, he was one of the national, I think he was like one of the the the, the bigger partners of Omas, not necessarily like an owner, but it, he used to be, I think, the national sales manager, or he was he was pretty high up there in the organization uh, before they had gone bankrupt in 2016. Okay. And um, and that was due to I think a lot of the in investors that had taken part in the company and they were owned by other interests that ended up saying you know what it's not worth the trouble okay. uh, you know just getting rid of the company and and selling it for parts and stuff 
Okay. Um, but Luca has, has he is now the owner of Scribo, and he his vision for it, and I think that he stuck to the plan from day one is just basically saying we need to get the aspect that people expect out of out of Omas and put it into Scribo, which is let's get the writing technology right and get all of the they they bought all of the machinery, the dye, the tooling from. Uh, Bach makes the nibs. It's mm-hmm. not really a secret, but they but they have specific machinery tooling the 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 dies that are made to make the nibs, the 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 ebonite feed specs and everything. Those are all had to be purchased from Bach. You know that that wasn't something that he was just able to pick up and just start running with right away. Um, but they make the nibs like they used to at Omas, uh, and they still make awesome piston fill fountain pens that uh, are made of acrylic ebonite all sorts of all awesome cool materials mm-hmm. um really the only thing that i could kind of say you know that i really wish that scribo would push toward in the future mm-hmm. is like more models like i kind of feel like they've they've right. gotten some they've gotten some good stuff with like the piuma which is a cartridge converter mm-hmm. they have the the feel the ladota but I, I, I kind of feel like that they should have other kind of designs that, let's say, fit differently. And, and I'm, I'm speaking very selfishly in that I want a, a pen that posts. Right. And really the like, Puma... Well, does the, the Puma the, post? Yeah, the Puma does post, but not exceptionally well. Okay. And I, I really want something that's a comfortable poster that's also a piston fill or mm-hmm. something different, maybe even like talking like vacuum fill or something. Because like, I, I just love posting my caps on my pens. And for right. such a great writing pen that the Scribo is, and I mean, I I do love the feel, and I love the I love the 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 aspect of the facets and the grip has the facets too, and mm-hmm. just the shape of it and the weight of it, just uncapped in the hand is great. But I still am like looking for something else that I I still I'm kind of caught up in the the shape of it. And I know a lot of people do love it and it's totally fine. You guys love it. I understand. But like I just I'm looking for something just a little different that maybe they could scratch my itch for. Do you know, like every time I see the Scribo feel, I can't help but just think of MC Hammer's pants. (laughs) The balloon kind yeah. of shaped about it yeah it's it's got a, it's got a different look and it's got a different feel than omas pens did and right. that's okay because it's supposed to be different it's supposed but to wouldn't have you the say, same soul but just a little different wouldn't you say that this nib on the scribo feel is the spiritual successor of an omas nib oh yeah absolutely okay. so that's the writing experience that is the heart and soul of a pen right and the heart and soul of the scribo feel is the successor of Omos. What is the heart and soul of the Omos brand now, other than its name and how it's related to the previous Omos? I think for right now, I mean, they do make some excellent gold nibs, and they used to. They so they had some of the older gold nibs that I think they had sourced somehow from Omos uh, that they put, I think, on the Israel 70 uh, edition. This is the newer Omas. And then they had originally with, I think the, there was a, there was a blue uh, celluloid material that they also had. And they had some old celluloids that they've been uh, getting with the Paragons and stuff. But after a certain point, they started to make their own, uh, uh, basically they have the same stamping, same Omas, but they're, they're, they're 
not the old Omas nibs anymore. These are new production uh, Omas nibs. That how do these I mean, nibs write comparatively to the old Omas nibs? There, I mean, the, like there's really there is nothing like those old Omas nibs. Like they're they're okay. just really really good. I mean, they're, when you say they're, that there is nothing like the old Omas nibs, are you specifically speaking about Omas now? Because we just talked about the Scribo, and the Scribo is the heart and soul yeah. of. the well, that's what I'm thinking is that, is like, is like I feel that what Scribo has, if you're looking for in the writing aspect, that's if you wanted to get something that is a modern Omas, just I would just go for that. But the right. thing is, like, the the pens themselves don't look like old Omas pens. The ones right. that are being produced now by the new Omas, those do have a lot of aesthetic flavor that. I feel that matches with what the old brand used to provide. So would it be fair to say this, that the Scribo writes like the old Omas, but mm -hmm. doesn't look like the old Omas. And the no. current new Omas does not write like the old Omas, but looks like the old Omas. Yes. And I do say, though, that the new Omas does have a really nice writing experience. They're, they are very smooth nibs, gold nibs. They They have a little bit of that you know bounce to the but like the scribo nibs are just they're just so so very good especially mm. the flexible ones are just there who some makes of my the favorite. nibs for the modern omas that is something that i don't have exact information on so i don't know exactly where those those new omas nibs come i wonder from. why i wonder why you don't know why don't you know that i don't i just don't know sometimes mm. so that's i mean true. that's that's you i think the know. same this is the same issue i think that it, it it plagues uh i think that they just need to provide more information either with omas or with narwhal like to, to mm. provide a bit more background uh, like even what i did i did earlier this week we launched uh, uh at gold spot uh, leonardo exclusive the nebulosa okay. pluma uh no sorry uh nebulosa laguna that uh it was a it was a tim mckenzie uh material and mm. you know you've heard Tim McKenzie diamond cast thrown around about five hundred thousand times throughout the whole year with all the different exclusives. But actually, uh, Kieran had asked him, "Could you please, without revealing any sorts of you know trade secrets that you want to keep secret, could you send us video of actually making the material?" So mm -hmm. he did. So that way we could cut it and put it into a YouTube short slash TikTok or whatever. So mm -hmm. that was actually a behind the scenes. Here's him actually pouring the resin into the cups, the different colors that comprise the material of the pen, and then using this little centrifuge sort of thing to mix it up and then showing him open up and the, the rods are curing and in the pure rod form. And then you see like the final product. So right. I, you know, I, I, had seen people were like oh well you kind of skipped a few steps there what about <laughs> this it's like i i can't show you everything it's right, just like right. you know like i wish i could but hey this is at least something that's a little bit more than just saying oh this is mckenzie diamond cast material it's like well how does he you know like what is this actually made or it's like it just gives a little bit of extra information to say hey you know someone actually took the time in pouring each of these things out someone took sure. the time in like hand making and swirling and stuff it's not just something that a robot just poops out of a machine you know it's just right it's, right yeah it's it's it just gives you a little bit of extra story behind it to say that a human being or a group of human beings 
took the time and care to make this thing for you, for you okay. to enjoy. So I'm looking at the Goldspot website, looking at the Omasojiva Israel Limited Edition fountain pen with silver trim, and I'm looking at the models that you have on Goldspot, right? So the, the, for, first of all, all that shit that I was saying isn't shit talk about Omas, but you know, I'm I'm scrutinizing. I want to know things about the brand and the pen, right? Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that all the pens are gold nibs. Right. Okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at 14 karat or 18 karat. I can't see from the picture. I can't tell from the picture whether it's Yovo or Bach or is it in-house made. But I'm looking at different prices. I'm looking at $876 and then I'm looking at other models that are 360. And obviously it seems as though the models that are $876, which is the end user price with a MSRP of one thousand ninety-five dollars are I think, definitely the Arte Italiana or the uh, there's an Omas the, Paragon. Oh, the Paragons. That's right. Yeah, the Ogivas are eight seventy-six. I mean, these are hefty price tags. There's the Omas Ogiva two twenty-two limited edition fountain pen with an eighteen karat gold nib. Mm -hmm. What? Explain to everybody why the price difference between three sixty and eight seventy-six. The 361, so that's the um, Ogiva prices. Right. Um, those have the 14K nibs as just a standard, uh, you know, acrylic resin body. It's just it's translucent okay. resin. The ones that are the higher price points, those are all the uh, celluloid stock, um, and I think they also have 18K nibs on them as opposed to 14s. I think you're right. I can't tell because yeah, I'm getting it's I'm, 18Ks. I'm aging poorly and I'm losing my vision. Yeah, but they still they still both have uh, piston fill mechanisms. Um, it's just it's just the the really the, the I mean especially also the I think the two two two, and I think also the uh, Paragons too. They use mm. old they use like the old Omas uh, stock uh, celluloid. Okay. So this is not yeah, this so... is not new production celluloid. This is like right. the older uh, it's stock celluloid. So We're it's like it's at... like if you go try buying. A rod of that stuff it's it's super expensive on its own because it's, sure it, there's not that big of a supply and no one really you know invests to make it that much anymore because of the the hazards and the the cost involved the the amount mm. of time that it takes to cure the dangers of your entire factory going up in flames because celluloid is extremely flammable and uh and the fact that it you know it, the the cost involved increases the overall price of the pen so of course it's not something that people look at as like oh well we need to make a production line of pens mm -hmm. uh, what material do we make out of it's like this really cost intensive material called celluloid where acrylic looks beautiful and mm -hmm. is much much cheaper and safer to make so that's why a lot of people opt to do it that way yeah i'm looking at the omas ojiva 222 limited edition blue saffron fountain pen specifications right it's an edition mm -hmm. of 2023 there's only 222 pieces they're individually numbered. Pen body material, blue saffron celluloid, original Omas stock material. And I love that that's included in the description because mm -hmm. to me, that is like a relic. It's, it's, it gives me reason to believe that this is definitely worth its cost. Made in Italy, includes a two-year warranty, gift boxed nib, 18 karat gold with ebonite feed. So this, this to me, 
looks like something that would cost $800, $900 because of the ebonite, because of the gold, because of the ebonite. You know, obviously ebonite feeds are made differently than the cheaty plastic feeds or the OOO feeds or the Bach feeds, right? Mm-hmm. Max diameter, cap cannot be posted. A lot of information, dude. I like yeah. it. I like this. This is a lot of information. I'm looking at the picture. It's beautiful. I will not be buying it because I want to stay alive <laughs> and my wife will not allow it. Well, maybe if the uh, if people follow the affiliate link and buy a whole bunch of stuff, and you know, you end yeah. up seeing your your affiliates go, you know, go up a lot. But right, uh, it's it's a lot to work up to. So, but then I look over at the Omas Ojiva fountain pen in Arancione with black trim. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like an orange pen. I'm wondering what that's made of. Is that acrylic? It says acrylic. Okay, so it's acrylic resin. It's not polymethyl methacrylate. From the pictures, it it it's just like a trans. The... It's like a translucent. Yeah, it just, it's acrylic. Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. No swirlies. No, you know, it's it's just it's just a kind of a translucent acrylic. So yeah. So the nib on this one is fourteen karat Omas Aero Gold nib. What does that mean, Omas Aero Gold nib? Does that just mean it's branded? It's just that that's the decoration on it. Yeah. Okay. So so it's really cool. I like this orange one. I've been really into orange pens these days. Yeah, orange is fun. Yeah, it's orange a fun, is fun, joyous color. Provides a lot of sunshine and uh, joy. You know, it's it's an, it's it's also very popular these days too. Who makes the Omas pens, though? I'm curious. They so I I believe it. it I mean, I know that most of it is coming from I think the the same workshop that does also the what's it called? Um, uh, what is the clip is reminiscent of Monteverde. And is, no, the clip is like a Italian. Was it's like a one of those wheel style clips? Let's not meant to vary. Montegrappa. Mont, yeah, I was like saying Montegrappa. Like, doesn't do those clips. <laughs> right, right. Um, I mean, listen, this this looks exactly like what an Omas pen would look like. I am curious about the writing experience, being that they don't offer any flexible nibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that would make it a lot. Well, actually, one of the things that I talked about with. Frank at uh, with the video that we had done the interview um, that one time a few months ago is that they are I don't think that they have it available yet but I think Omas is going to be offering a bespoke uh, kind of service what is that especially especially for people who order uh, a certain pens I think the Paragons and up maybe not the Ojivas but um, that they let's say if you buy a medium point okay you want something a little bit like different you want like a curse of italic or you want like an architect or something like that you could actually send it to omas get your pen adjusted and and you know ground or whatever and then they'll send it back to you i I, the thing is i just don't know i don't know a lot of the details about it but they said that we're going to start doing that sort of program on anybody that would buy uh, the newer omas pens or also too is that they were opening up services to have your excuse me, have your previous Omas pens. So your older Omas pens, if you need them serviced, to Mm. then send them to the new Omas. That's a fantastic, excellent idea. You know who's been Mm -hmm. doing that this whole time? Estabrook. As much as I make fun (laughs) of them for having like 8,000 colors per month, Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of just like what Estabrook has been doing with all of their pens? Well, with the, uh, particularly with like, offering those specialty nibs too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. so they're kind of I guess taking a little bit out of the, but they don't offer them 
right on the pens and that would be ultimate convenience i think is that oh, if you had a range of nibs for omas um, similarly to how what Scribo did, but then I think that that would be too much stepping on Scribo's toes, is that if you had a whole range of nibs available to purchase from the onset. But I think what they're going is for a more hand-made you know, made approach where they want to have it where if somebody orders a pen, it's like, oh, I'm going to buy a broad nib in this uh, Paragon, and then I'm just going to send it to them, and they're going to make it an architect grind for me, or they're yeah. going to make it like a an italic grind or you know add a little bit more flexibility in this i don't know what you know whatever that they want right. to do. they should really probably talk to brian holster at kenro to figure out how they can do it more seamlessly i don't think that they'll it. be discussing anything anytime <laughs> soon so yeah they'll very gently say oh yeah you're gonna copy our idea go fuck yourself <laughs> it's like I oh mean, yeah listen, let me go get uh my it's my, a great my friend it's a great yet. concept of customability that mm -hmm. i think is clunky in on the Omas side, however it is they execute it, like I buy it and now I gotta send it out and then wait for it to come back. It's just too much back and forth, right? They should do mm -hmm. it like Esterbrook does it where it's like, hey, you can buy it from from Jump. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just, it's it's a good concept that I think Esterbrook is able to execute way better than, than Omas is. And, you know, I think that if you're gonna try to like do that, do it, in a more innovative way, not in a more, not in a less cumbersome, like yeah, customer, just cumbersome. Yeah, customer service intensive right? sort of way. Right. You know, it just seems, it seems like if you're going to do it, execute it better. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm just fucking cranky today. Cause I was telling you, like, I was just, I had a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of, I don't know. I mean, just, I woke up today, super kind of just angry for no reason. You know what I mean? It's all, all. You know, it's been so been so critical about so many different things. Yeah, tonight. well, I'm always critical about shit, and I wanted to talk about <laughs> some other stuff. Maybe not fountain pen related, but by the way, this is an awesome pen, the Scribo. Love it. Awesome. I want to. I do want to talk about some stuff that's not not necessarily fountain pen related, right? Oh, by the way, my Monteverde. I'm sorry, I keep saying Monteverde. Holy shit, Monte Grappa, Copper mm -hmm. Mule. It's look how look how old it looks, and look how like ancient that's it is. Cool. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I don't even nice want to touch patina. it because, yeah, I don't want to wipe off the patina because for some reason, if I hold this pen long enough, it turns back to like clean, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't right. know why, but all right. So this is like Apple watch stuff that I'm so like, I'm having a lot of fun with because of the titanium aspect. <laughs> okay. Right, so I bought, I bought these, right? So these are screen protectors right. for the Apple watch and it only covers the flat glass portion, not the rim. I think last time you saw it had like an orange rim. This is what I have on it now. It's like a $20 band that fucking have, makes the whole thing. You have one of your cats on there? I have Garfield on there. Nice. Right? But it it's a band that makes the thing shockproof like a G-Shock, right? And that's great for the gym, right? Because I'm wearing my watch when I'm doing dumbbells and I started working out again for the first time in like months. Good for you. I had time. Yeah, so I, I started nice and light, and I was doing chest press with the dumbbells, and I started with 65s, and I noticed that the the dumbbell portion that's the the here was, right. as I was going back, was hitting the side of the watch. Ah. But And I was like, shit. So the screen protector that I had previously was the one that covers the rim, and it mm -hmm. was anodized orange aluminum or something with the screen protector, and it just dink bent it and cracked the glass Ooh. so i'm like fuck <laughs> so i uh got this one 
and I don't have to worry about that. Right. Nice. So like, you know, I, I kind of like deal with a lot of like metal and things, you know, that can scratch could, it. Could right? possibly so, scratch and yeah, dis yeah. destroy your Apple. So watch, I got yeah. these screen protectors and it's from a brand called Spigen or Spigen, however it's pronounced. And I used to really love them because they have really good screen protectors. But do you see how this has a bracket so that when you put it on, it aligns perfectly? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all you have to do is put the bracket over the device, whether it's your phone or the watch. They even had it for the Nintendo Switch, the the uh, which edition? You know, the new Switch that has like this better screen than the old one. Yeah. So like the so OLED like the edition. Bracket, the bracket is able to make it so that you could lay out, which is basically kind of like a sticker. It just goes over the top of the glass, so that you, it's so no, that way so it's not the, like the, overhanging in one no, spot. No, the screen protector is made of glass. Okay. So basically, so that you can align it perfectly here, here's, I just opened it, that has this thing that just clips right onto the device. Sweet. And it, yeah, it doesn't wiggle or move. And then you just press down over here and mm -hmm. it'll, the glass will just it adhere to. It right to the, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So it's really good and it works really well with the phones and it works well with the, the switch that I had. It works very well with, yeah, phones. I had I bought the mm -hmm. same thing for the iPad and I bought the mm -hmm. same thing for the Apple Watch. And can you believe it the bracket doesn't align align it well at all. It's like I'm like this thing is fucking off. You know? <laughs> like this is so annoying. It's oh, really annoying. Sucks. So what I had to do is I had to pull it off and then realign it myself and then put it back down. So what's the point of the convenience of having that bracket if the bracket is inaccurate? Well, is it is it for a specific model of Apple Watch mm -hmm. that maybe it wasn't exactly your mm -mm. model or no it was for exactly, exactly your model it's exactly for the Apple Watch Ultra and they don't fuck I know up. that because it says it's it has a picture of the Apple Watch Ultra mm -hmm. right and then on the back it also says for the Apple Watch Ultra series oh, so they, they, I, uh, I, they yeah I up. never had this problem with the iPhone one right are you going to complain they, about it you know, well I got some an, feedback I bought it on Amazon, and mm -hmm. I ranted about it on Amazon with, during the return exchange. Uh -huh. And they sent a replacement, so I got to send back the old one, which is kind of a fucking disaster. But anyway, I also want to talk about I also want to talk about the titanium bands that I got. Right, so I got two <laughs> titanium bands. Right, this one is from like a no-name company. I think it's no name company called Trumere on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It was twenty one ninety nine, and it says it's made of titanium. It doesn't say what grade titanium. It doesn't say what percentage of it is titanium. Right. It's very vague, like kind of like the way Narwhal is about Yerushi. It just says it's titanium, right? right? So I got the band in the mail, and I guess it's titanium. I'm not a metallologist. It's super light. The only parts that are not titanium are the parts that slide into the watch, right? And I'm assuming the clasp, because if you look at the clasp, it's like a different color and finish as the rest of it. I do believe that the rest of it is titanium because of the weight and how light it is. There's no way I can figure out, like, I don't know who Trumir is. I don't know how long they've been around. I don't know much about the brand. I don't know much about... Apple Watch bands. There was another brand, right? And you're going to look at it. I didn't, there are different links because I removed links from this one, but didn't remove links from this one. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. This one here, I mean, you can just tell by looking on the video, the finish is entirely different, right? It does. It does seem like the shine is, is much different. less. Yeah. So if you told me that this is titanium, I would be more inclined to believe that this one here is titanium because it has more of a titanium brushed finish. It it's more matted, mm -hmm. right? The brand is called Ultra Supply Co. And they claim that this is grade two titanium. They say 96% titanium. Mm. They have, they say that this piece is stainless steel and the clasp is stainless steel. I'm not sure that the clasp is stainless steel. It looks so much like titanium, but they're telling me that it is in fact stainless steel, that the clasp and the, the lugs are stainless steel. And they said the reason why is because as per Apple, Apple recommends that third-party brands make the clasp and the lugs out of stainless steel. So they're doing that. Okay. Right? So there's a lot more information that they give you when it comes to the Ultra Supply Co. band versus the information you get from these generic brands that are like 20 bucks, right? Mm. How much was the Ultra Supply Co.? Okay, so I'm going to get into that. This one, the oh, Ultra okay. Supply Co. one was $65. Okay. And the Trumere band was twenty one ninety nine. Now, last time we spoke about this, I was convinced that they are all exactly the same, and there's no difference between each one except for the branding. And you had to okay. buy both of them just to do your own yeah, I did investigation. I did. So, what I found was, though they are the same design, they are not identical. Mm -hmm. Right? There is certainly a difference in terms of the quality of the finish the quality of the each link and as well as the lugs right so the 21 dollar lug is it does fit the apple watch ultra but it also fits a 45 millimeter apple watch so that means when you put the lugs in it doesn't reach both ends it's not made specifically for the apple watch ultra this is an apple watch band that was already in existence and it was retrofitted for the Apple Watch Ultra. Not bad for $21 though, right? Okay. The Ultra Supply Co band, the lug is specifically manufactured for the Apple Watch Ultra. So when you slide it in, the edges of it reach the edges of the watch, right? So as per the Ultra Supply Co. company, they have their own manufacturers, they have their own machines, and they can design and create whatever they want, whenever they want. They're not simply buying stock parts and then just labeling them, right? So I did ask them about this specific $60, $70 band in particular. Did you design this one? Did, is this one specifically made by everybody? And they're like, well, this is, in a, this is a very common design that you've seen before, so no. So okay. that made me think, well, then what makes it different than the $21 one? And I asked that to them. And they told me that even though it's not a design that they created, they do have very specific specifications and requirements when it comes to the production of the Ultra Supply Co. $70 titanium band. And that includes the tolerances of each link that includes the titanium composition that includes the little pins that go inside yada 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 
right? Mm-hmm. It's sixty, seventy dollars versus one that's twenty dollars, right? This is so. In your opinion, though, do you feel that it's worth then the three times amount to then invest in the Ultra Supply Co. Co. One? I wanted to say yes. Okay. But the reason I won't is because of the lugs. The lugs, when you slide it into the Apple Watch, snaps in, locks in, doesn't go anywhere. But there's too much wiggle room. There's about half a millimeter of wiggle room between the end of the lug and the inside of the watch. It just, right? That drives yeah. me nuts. And then so this when this is it the Ultra Supply Co. one. Right. This is the one that is a very superior product except for the lugs. Okay. So as you're wearing the watch, the edge of the lug mm-hmm. rocks in and out. So you could actually see the sharp edge of the lug not completely inside the groove of the Apple Watch. Hmm. And that's a very specific tolerance that maybe they need to work on. If it was okay. snug and fit, this would be otherwise a perfect Apple Watch band for the, the cost, $70. I would definitely say it was worth it. But the lug is the lug is not – it's not – for something enough. that was designed to fit that specific watch, it could have fit it more snugly. It needs to be more snug. Now, on the $21 Trumier one, <clears throat> even though the edges don't reach side to side, the lug doesn't wiggle inside the watch. Mm. Right? So it's kind of like they both have their caveats. The Ultra Supply Co. band is definitely a better band overall. But that the lug jiggling around drives me nuts, right? And then the Tremere band, the lugs fit better, even though they're a little bit shy on the edges. This just looks way too cheap, though. Look at the scuffing from typing on my keyboard on the clasp. And I'm kind of wondering, being that when I first got the Tremere band, it was like a matte brushed finish, and now it's like shiny like a mirror. I'm wondering, mm. is it truly titanium? And I don't know, I'm not a metallologist, but I know that titanium in China is really cheap. It's, they have the largest source of titanium, yada, yada, yada. I don't know what alloy this is. I yeah, hit it with a magnet, and magnets, right, don't pick up titanium. No. Great, but there's also a lot of non-magnetic metals that are light that they can just alloy and say. At least with the Ultra Supply Co., I believe them. And on top of that, Ultra Supply Co. probably has some of the best customer service when it comes to Apple Watch bands, you can you can message them on New Year's Eve at nine fifteen like at night, you did. like I did, yeah. And they responded. They were talking about it. They were, you know, I was asking them questions. They were sending me videos, links, and stuff like that. They were engaging. And whoever this guy James is, he's in charge of customer satisfaction. He sincerely, really cared about convincing me that his product is superior than the other ones out there. And I would have believed it if those lugs didn't fucking jingle like a <laughs> oh man it's just it's just too bad lugs my yeah, lugs are jingling I mean, it's just too bad because like if you take the lugs of the apple made ones when they slide in they they snap into place and there's no give there's no wiggle but these are just too much it's like half a millimeter and for the amount of space that there is in there half a millimeter is a lot right mm, so too much too much yeah anyway what I'm I want to say to though hear is the update on the uh, the watch, yeah, the, the watch band thing. I do appreciate Ultra Supply Co.'s customer service, 
and how straightforward they are with information when I ask them. And when I told them that, listen, I want to do comparison there, they were like, that's great. I would love for you to do a comparison because you'll see why we have pride in our product and we guarantee satisfaction in all the claims that they claim. You know, there's people on the other end of the line, right? And so I got another band coming from Sandmark. It was $200. It's grade two titanium. It's been okay. tested by third party. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? So we'll so, see what so happens now we're getting you're, you're going down this other rabbit hole now. Watch titanium. Watch bands. Rabbit hole oh. entered. It's rabbit unlike hole me entered. to be. Holy shit, look how late it got. <laughs> okay, you got, just, you got lost. You were so involved in those bands. <laughs> right. But anyway, we got to wrap this up. Please write in to pentertainmentpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, comments, insults, whatever it is you got. Bring it. <laughs> it's all good. And thank you again for checking out our sponsors, Gold Spot Pens, using the affiliate link and using coupon code TITANIUM for an extra discount. And please check out Luxury Brands of America, the Alchemy Inc. series. You can find them also on Gold Spot, I think, right? Oh, soon, yes. When it comes out. It's not out yeah. yet, but check okay. them out. Yeah. And also the Rainforest Pen at Luxury Brands slash whatever the fucking link is. It'll be in the description <laughs> below. But anyway, thanks again for joining us. This was episode number 182. I had a really good time talking and yammering, and I'm mm -hmm. glad you stuck with us. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.